Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Bitcoin Blueprint podcast with your host Stefan. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to join me today as we take another step down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. And today the topic of conversation is Bitcoin's environmental impacts. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you know that my goal here is to uncover a lot of the different aspects of Bitcoin and synthesize and explain it in a way that is easy and digestible for anyone to understand. I've talked about a lot of the fundamental technological concepts such as Bitcoin mining, Bitcoin wallets, and more. And so if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, I highly recommend that you do so. I did try to create them in an order that would be most approachable to everybody. But if you're specifically interested in the Bitcoin energy debate, then today is a good episode for you to tune into. Because what I'll be doing today is I'll be talking about how much energy Bitcoin consumes, how it does consume energy, and how Bitcoin is revolutionizing also a lot of the parts of the energy business. So without further ado, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and let's get started. Now, before talking about Bitcoin's energy consumption, as a matter of fact, and looking at the statistics, I think one thing that is important to establish is justifying energy use and what constitutes a good use of energy. Because in the Bitcoin space, what has been fairly common is that a lot of pundits and journalists and people who are trying to criticize Bitcoin's energy consumption do so from the basis that it is pretty much unjustifiable that Bitcoin uses any energy at all. And the calculation of which goods and services are worth spending resources on is really a question of values. So how you answer the question of Bitcoin's energy consumption and if it's justified really depends on how you feel about Bitcoin and the impact that you think it has. If, for example, you believe that Bitcoin offers no utility beyond serving as a Ponzi scheme or a device for money laundering, then of course you can make the logical assumption that any energy usage for this is bad. But if you are one of the tens of millions of people who are living under a repressionary monetary regime using Bitcoin to escape this, are living in high inflationary environments or environments where there is a lot of capital controls, then most likely you think that Bitcoin energy is extremely well spent. And so whether you feel that Bitcoin has a valid claim on society's resources really then boils down to how much value you think it creates for society. For me personally, I think that Bitcoin's use of energy is entirely justified 
due to the fact that it is creating an entirely new decentralized financial system and taking it out of the hands of any nation, state, or company. As most of us nowadays realize, we are living in a world where the money is controlled by a nation state or a government and inflation is rapidly on the rise not only in existing maybe third world countries but even more developed states like Argentina that are facing hyperinflationary times and even close to home in the US and Europe I know of countless people who can barely afford the cost of living just because things have gotten so expensive and so in this way, I think Bitcoin completely justifies its energy use because it is creating a parallel financial system outside of the world of traditional fiat currency where people can maintain their purchasing power and put their money into something that is verifiably scarce, permissionless, and secured by the largest computer network in the world. So it is first important to establish that and for yourself to think about that. And the problem with a lot of columnists or people who criticize Bitcoin's energy consumption is they haven't really done the research to find the value proposition that Bitcoin offers. Of course, if you just hear the numbers around Bitcoin energy consumption and just think of Bitcoin as funny money or this, you know, magical internet money that nobody really knows what it does, then yeah, saying that it uses the amount of energy that it does can seem unjustifiable. But most of the people, or rarely have I met anybody who has actually done the research on Bitcoin that knows the value that it provides, that then thinks it is not, it is using too much energy. If anything, people think it should use more. So that's first and foremost an important point to establish is justifying the use of energy as it relates to any service or good. Now that we've discussed that and why I personally think that Bitcoin's energy usage is entirely justified, Due to the value proposition that it is offering, let's look at exactly how Bitcoin uses energy. And I won't go into too much details here because I do go into the weeds in my podcast on Bitcoin mining. But Bitcoin uses energy primarily through the process of Bitcoin mining, which is, as we've discussed, the method to generate new Bitcoins and verify transactions on the blockchain. Now, Bitcoin miners are not what we think of miners in the traditional sense, where it's people you know, going to a gold mine to extract gold. But as we've discussed in the previous episodes, it's specialized computers that are running a specialized software to try and solve the proof-of-work puzzle, which then creates new blocks and puts new Bitcoin into circulation. And like any computer, to run a computer, it requires energy. So you plug the miner into an energy source, it draws energy from that, and through that it is able to run the specialized software required to mine Bitcoin. And the thing with Bitcoin is 
the more popular that Bitcoin gets, the more miners that enter the Bitcoin mining space, which then of course increases the total computing power on the network and therefore also the amount of energy consumption that Bitcoin requires. And in Bitcoin, this is really a feature and not a bug because the more computing power that comes onto the network to mine Bitcoin, the stronger that Bitcoin is from a security standpoint because you have more computing power securing the Bitcoin blockchain. And for more details on that, again, I highly suggest that you go back and check my previous episodes on this where I explain this in more detail. But a common misconception that I also want to address as it relates to Bitcoin mining is that, again, a lot of pundits and journalists who don't really do their research and just try to make headlines, you know, criticize Bitcoin for its energy consumption per transaction. They'll say, okay, well, Bitcoin consumes X amount of energy per transaction. And that's really an inaccurate way to depict Bitcoin's energy because, as I mentioned, Bitcoin energy is mainly or the vast majority of Bitcoin's energy consumption happens during the mining process. And once coins have been issued, the energy that is actually required to validate transactions is very minimal. So viewing Bitcoin from a energy consumed per X amount of transactions is a very inaccurate way to view how Bitcoin actually consumes energy. Now, going into more specifics, so these miners that run, you know, the specialized software to solve the proof of work puzzle and mine new blocks, what they're doing is they're hashing. So they're hashing for a solution. And that's why in Bitcoin, you have what is called hash rate. And that's something that you will probably hear in the Bitcoin space quite often. But hash rate really is used to describe the amounts of computing power on the network. And this hash rate is publicly available, meaning that it can be viewed by anyone at any, at any time. And the Bitcoin hash rate, again, is also a good metric to look at the amount of computing power, but also the amount of security that is on the network. So it's a very good metric, not only to see Bitcoin's energy consumption, but also to look at the overall security of the network. And so using the hash rate, Bitcoin's energy is relatively easy to estimate because you can just look at the hash, hash rate and then make some educated guesses as to the energy requirements of the hardware that miners are using. And in Cambridge, they actually, at the University of Cambridge, they actually have a specialized division called the Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance. And at this center, they actually have really good data as to the amount of energy consumption that Bitcoin uses. And so according to the Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, which is again publicly available, and you can view it on their website, Bitcoin uses about 145 terawatt hours per year. And to put this in perspective, this is 0.65% of global electricity production, or roughly the equivalent annual energy draw 
of small countries like Malaysia or Sweden. Now, again, when most people hear this and make comparisons like, wow, Bitcoin uses as much energy as a small country like Sweden, that's crazy. And yes, it is quite a bit of energy. But what you th when you think of the value proposition again, and going back to our earlier discussion on what you think merits the use of energy, then if Bitcoin is you know, going to fulfill this idea of becoming a new financial system where we can really build off of, then again, you have to put that in perspective and validate it as is. And so while we can draw the total amount of energy that is consumed in the Bitcoin network, what is a bit more difficult to estimate is actually the amount of or the electricity mix that is used to power the Bitcoin network, meaning that it is much harder to actually calculate the carbon emissions that are you know, required to power the Bitcoin network. And there are some estimates, and they range from 70% renewable energy to closer to 39% in some estimates. However, even if we take the lower bound, so even if we take 39%, that figure would still be almost twice as much as the U.S. grid in terms of the amount of renewable electricity or energy that it uses. So those are the figures that we can draw and estimate right now in terms of Bitcoin's energy consumption. And as Bitcoin's popularity increases, typically that has already also been correlated to an increase in the amount of hash rates on the network and therefore also the amount of energy that Bitcoin consumes. But... I know that there's probably a lot of people that are skeptical on, again, the amount of energy that Bitcoin consumes and if it is justified. But another important thing to note about Bitcoin and the Bitcoin mining industry and what's really unique about it is that Bitcoin miners can actually use energy that other industries can't. And the reason that a lot of other industries can't is because... All of the energy used or most of the energy used worldwide must be produced relatively close to its end users. And this is primarily due to limitations and inefficiencies associated with transmission and distribution of energy, especially electricity. If we look at solar panels, for example, when you have solar panels, you typically have them at your home on your roof and they are directly feeding the energy that is used to run your household and that's one example but it's important to note that most of the energy that is produced has to be close to its end users in order for it to be used effectively but bitcoin on the other hand doesn't have any limitation like that and this separates it from a lot of other industries because it makes Bitcoin mining very mobile. When you think of, again, Bitcoin mining, really all it is is you're plugging a machine into an energy source. That machine is running 
a specialized software used to hash and solve the proof of work puzzle, but that is all being done in the digital world. There is no physical product that it is creating. It is all creating or it is all used to mine Bitcoin in the digital realm. And this makes it incredibly unique because this can extend Bitcoin mining to the most remote areas in the world and creates this quest for miners for cheap and abundant energy sources. And as a result of this, Bitcoin miners can tap into so-called stranded energy assets that cannot easily be put to productive use by other industries. In these cases, Bitcoin miners are actually not competing with other industries or residential users for the same resources, but are instead soaking up surplus energy that would otherwise have been lost or wasted. Now, to make this more concrete and to provide an example of how Bitcoin is using these stranded energy assets, we can look at hydro. And hydro energy, or also known as hydroelectric power or hydropower, refers to the generation of electricity using the energy of moving water. And so this form of energy harnesses the natural flow of water, typically in rivers or from man-made installations like dams, to produce electricity. And for example, if we look at Bitcoin mining, in the wet season in Sichuan and Yunnan, and I'm probably butchering those names, but in those cities in China, enormous quantities of renewable energy are wasted every year meaning that the production capacity far outpaces the local demand and battery technology is not advanced enough to make it worthwhile to store and transport energy from these sources. And these regions most likely represent the single largest stranded energy resource on the planet. And as such, it's no coincidence that these provinces also represent the heartlands of mining in China. Because again, Bitcoin miners are able to set up mining operations there and take what would otherwise be stranded energy and use it to power their Bitcoin mining operations. And if we look at statistics for this, so if we look at the amount of hydropower that is lost in China every year, this figure is estimated to be roughly 105 terawatts or roughly enough energy to power 70% of the Bitcoin network. And that is just one example. If we look at one more very popular example, we can look at gas flaring. And gas flaring, or natural glass gas flaring, is a process of burning off excess natural gas that is released during the extraction of oil. So typically in oil drilling operations, natural gas is often released as a byproduct of the extraction of oil. If this gas can then not be efficiently captured, processed, or transported for use, it is often burned off at the site in a controlled manner. However, flaring itself is a source of carbon emissions and is often criticized for its environmental impact leading to increased efforts, of course, to minimize flaring in oil production. However, 
now we have Bitcoin mining. And what Bitcoin miners can actually do, since this energy, this gas flaring energy is typically constrained to the location of remote oil mines, most traditional applications have been historically unable to leverage that energy. And now Bitcoin miners, what they can do is they can actually step in and harness that otherwise stranded or wasted energy. And miners from North Dakota to Siberia have really seized this opportunity to monetize this and use it for their Bitcoin mining operations. And according to the Cambridge, the University of Cambridge, the global gas flaring recovery potential is estimated to be at 688 terawatts, which could power the Bitcoin network almost five times over. And so that's how, in a lot of ways, Bitcoin mining is very innovative because, well, at the end of the day, Bitcoin mining is, for the most part, a profit-based business. Bitcoin miners seek to make a profit through their investments in Bitcoin mining hardware and then the energy that they that is required to power these miners. And so, of course, Bitcoin miners will oftentimes seek the cheapest forms of energy, but that also oftentimes comes with a lot of innovation. And as we are seeing in the examples of hydro-powered mining and gas flaring, or using the gas flaring to power Bitcoin miners, there is a lot of innovation there and a lot of potential to really power the Bitcoin network almost entirely off of renewable forms of energy. And I think as Bitcoin continues to increase in popularity and in price, and as we see more Bitcoin mining businesses spring up all across the world, I think we will see a lot more of this investment towards renewable forms of energy or using stranded forms of energy to power Bitcoin mining operations. So that's a summary of the current Bitcoin mining industry, how Bitcoin miners, well, how Bitcoin mining uses energy, how much energy Bitcoin mining consumes, and some of the innovative areas where Bitcoin mining is really pioneering. And as I mentioned, we don't have the exact figures to get an exact calculation of how much renewable energy that Bitcoin mining is consuming globally. But through these forms of stranded energy, we are seeing that number continue to rise and hopefully continue to increase going forward into the future. And there are countless factors that can influence Bitcoin's environmental impact, but underlying all of them is a question that is much harder to answer with numbers, and that is, is Bitcoin mining worth it? And in my opinion, of course, I think it is, but it's an in interesting thought exercise to do yourself to really, as a whole, think about everything that we use to consume energy, right? And it's easy from a standpoint of if you don't really know the main purpose or the main value proposition 
behind Bitcoin to criticize its energy consumption because in that case you would probably want it to consume no energy at all. But rarely have I met or I actually haven't met a well-informed, educated person on Bitcoin who then subs subsequently criticizes its energy consumption. If you really know the value proposition it is offering and what it can do for society and humanity as a whole. So with that, I am going to close today's episode. I hope it was insightful. I know some of these concepts are a bit difficult to grasp at times, so I highly recommend, again, going back to previous episodes where I talk more about Bitcoin mining and how it uses energy as a whole, but also re-listening to this one and really understanding the Bitcoin energy debate to get a well-informed opinion on it and of course also look at other resources online to inform yourself as well so with that thank you so much for taking the time to listen today i hope you enjoyed it and until next time